Welcome, wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on the show, we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show, we're going to be coming, covering AEW Dynamite for 825, 826, Impact for 91 and 92. So let's get this show on the road with AEW for 825 and AEW Dynamite for 91. So let's start. Okay, let's start with AEW for 825. AEW starts with Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy with Yuta Wheeler and uh, best friends Chucky e. T out there. Absolutely incredible fight. We know this feud has been going on with Hardy and Cassidy. It's been going on for a while. And apparently the Hardy compound seems to have a problem with not only Orange Cassidy, but they also have a problem apparently with Uter Wheeler and Chucky e. T. I don't know what the problem is with best friends, but believe me, I would love to find out. I'm not exactly what sure what the problem where the problem stems from, but apparently Matt Hardy can't let it go. This is an incredible match. When you put Orange Cassidy against Matt Hardy. The sky's the limit as to what's going to happen. And Hardy and Cassidy bring it. They bring it like they've never brought it before. And it's an incredible match, guys. It's not one that I'm saying you need to miss. You need to go check it out. Go look it up on your social media. It is absolutely an incredible match. Of course, it does end with Orange Cassidy getting the win over Matt Hardy. We know, as well as everyone else, that there is probably... No chance that Matt Hardy's going to let this go. He's not going to take losing to Orange Cassidy by an orange punch lightly. He's just not going to do it. And it's going to be interesting to see what Matt Hardy does next involving Orange Cassidy. So then we move on. Jericho has told us earlier in the day that he's going to come out and discuss his future in AEW. We all saw what happened last week. Involving Jericho and where Jericho lost MJF, which we were very, I was just as disappointed as the rest of you. And when Jericho says he's coming to talk about his future in, a, in AEW, I start to panic. I start to wonder, what does he mean by this? What is he, what's going on here? But he comes out and he's going to discuss his future in AEW. He talks about this being the biggest event in AEW history. He talks about, you know, losing and tapping out to MJF, which we never thought we would ever see Chris Jericho tap out to MJF. I never, ever thought we would ever see this. Ever. You know, it, he says, and it bothers him. It really bothers him. He says he will continue to attack MJF until it ends. And then he calls out MJF. He wants one final fight at All Out on September 5th against MJF. And if he can't beat him then maybe he don't belong in wrestling. Whoa, stop right there. You just heard what I said. Now I know, you're like me. What? No, 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 no. Don't do this, Jericho. Do not do this. We need you in AEW. We can't afford to lose Chris Jericho. Why would you even say that? And that bugs me. And I know it bugs all of you. You're like, wait a minute. No. Don't say that. We all know he belongs in wrestling. And if MJ has put him to this point that he thinks he doesn't, that bothers me. That bothers me seriously. It really, really, really does. He says, if you beat me at all out I will never wrestle an AEW ever again I will go up and go and work full time in commentary we don't want that we want Jericho in the ring we want Jericho making MJF's life a living hell that is what we want we want Jericho in the inner circle taking out anybody and everybody they can take down we don't want him leaving AEW wrestling ring that's not what we want. That's not what we... I mean, wait a minute. Where did it... Whoa, no. Uh-uh. We don't want this. And that kind of bugged me when he said that. That he actually said that. I'm like, wait a minute. No. No, you can't do this. You you just can't. You can't. Well, MJ comes out. And anyway, he's, he's like, look, I just want you to leave me alone, Jericho. We've had our fight. I beat you not once but twice, but we're, come on, we're done with this. Just, I just want you to leave me alone, man. Let it go. Bye-bye. MJ doing what MJ does, being a smartass. And, of course, MJ goes, look, I, th you know, I thought about it. And we're all sitting there going, uh-oh, he's going to say no. 
We know he's going to say no. He's just going to say no to Jericho. This is going to drag on for a while. We're not going to know what's going to happen. Come on. Just say yes, MJ, so we can see him whoop your butt it all out. Please. And he goes, look, I say yes. But then he lets him know how good he is. He goes, I'm better than you, Jericho, and you know it. Really, MJ? Really? You're going to go with that route? Really? I really do not. And in y'all's opinion, and I know some of you are going to give me a shout out on this, and I would love for you to on my social media. You all, y'all Jericho fans just like me. We don't want to see Jericho go to the commentator's desk. That's not Jericho. That's not who he is. He's an in-ring performer. He's a showman. We don't want to see him leave the ring and go to commentary. We really don't. Not to say that he isn't good. He is. But I like seeing him in the ring. And after everything they've done with Cody and not letting Cody get a shot at the AEW title ever, that bugs me. That bugs me that they're even going to even use this. That they're even going to even fathom using this idea. And it bugs me. So I'm really, really nervous now about this fight at All Out. I'm seriously, seriously going to be biting my nails because I'm seriously worried if Jericho doesn't win, we're never going to see him in an AEW ring again, and that bothers me because Jericho's good. We all know he is, and we want to see him. We want to see him beat MJF. We want to see him in that ring every night. We want to hear him come out to everybody singing. That's what we want. We don't want him sitting on commentator's desk. That's not what we're after. So I'm really hoping it all out he wins. I really am. I do not want to see Jericho go like this. Not like this. If he's ready to retire, I want him to retire on his own terms. Not because MJF made him retire. I, I, I'm not ready for that. I'm just not. So let's fast forward to 9-1 of AEW Dynamite. We all knew that this feud between Santana and Ortiz and FTR has been building and building. We know that Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwell have not been able to let go what happened. We all know Dax got injured in the last fight that they had with Santana and Ortiz. And it was a complete accident, guys. It was a brutal accident. Absolutely brutal. He had to have 19 stitches. He still doesn't have all the feeling in his hand. His hand sometimes doesn't want to work. That's a scary thing. When you're an in-ring competitor like Dax Hardwood, it scares you. It absolutely scares you because this could be the end of your career. This could be the end of everything. I mean, it's it's scary. It's scary. But they're not willing to quit just quite yet. FTR is not ready to throw in the towel and say, we're done. They want another fight against Santana and Ortiz, and basically they want blood for blood. That's what they want. So we get Santana and Ortiz versus FTR, and this is an incredible match. Yet again, another way of showing just how good these two tag teams are and how these two tag teams should be in contention for the title picture. They really should because they're both good. They're great teams. And they bring it out in each other when they're in a ring. It's absolutely incredible. Dax doesn't look like he's missed a step. That boy doesn't look like he's having... Every now and then you see him shake his hand trying to get the feeling back. But it doesn't look like he's missed a step. It's absolutely an incredible match. But it ends with Santana and Ortiz defeating FTR. Is this the end of this feud? Is this the last, the last part of the feud we'll see between these two? Not quite sure. It's going to be interesting to see where AEW goes with this. And are we still going to see and possibly another match between Santana and Ortiz and FTR? It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this whole thing. It's going to be really interesting. Well, the CM Punk, he has entered the building and on his way to the ring. He basically says he's scared because he hasn't wrestled in seven years. We're so happy to see CM Punk. We are so happy that he is here. We are so happy to see him in AEW. You have no idea how much goosebumps it gave me to see that man standing there after seven long years of not being in wrestling. It was so amazing and absolutely incredible. If you didn't see it, go look it up. It was on AEW Rampage. It was in Chicago. It's an amazing, amazing thing. You do not want to miss it. Go check it out if you haven't. But, he he's kind of a little bit nervous and scared facing Darby Allen on September 5th because he hasn't wrestled in seven years. So he might, he's feeling like he might have a little bit of ring rust, a little bit of, you know, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do in this. Well, apparently Daniel Garcia and 2.0 seem to think differently and they attack CM Punk in the middle of his talk. I mean, literally attack him. Well, guess what? Sting and Darby Allen ain't having Sting's and, uh, Darby Allen's and CM Punk's match destroyed before it even gets started. And they come out to basically take out 2.0 and 
Garcia. And it's an incredible setup. Because CM Punk is helping them. It is absolutely incredible to watch this. I mean, you're sitting there like a little kid starstruck. It is amazing. I mean, they take out everybody. Darby Allen with a coffin drop. Uh... Sing with the Scorpion Death Drop and CM Punk with the Go to Sleep. I absolutely loved it. It was incredible. But afterwards, Darby and Punk stand face to face, nose to nose, and you can feel the tension. Even through your television screen, you can feel that tension. You can cut it with a knife. It's so thick. And it's so, I mean, you're like, ooh, I love this. This is going to be good. This is going to be incredible. Oh, wow, I cannot wait for this. Well, Sting, he grabs the mic. And says he wants to admit he loves sharing the ring with Punk. He's always wanted to be in the ring with Punk. And to get this opportunity to get to share a ring with him, it's like amazing. Absolutely incredible. He respects him. He admires him. I love it. I absolutely love that Sting is what he's saying about Punk. I absolutely love it. And he says, look, I love and respect you. I do, Punk. So I want to keep this match perfectly intact and it being a fair one-on-one -on -one match. A fair one-on-one -on -one match between both of you. So, I'm going to give Darby his opportunity to shine. And I'm not going to be there in his corner at All Out. It's going to be you and him one-on-one -on -one without me. And I'm going to let Darby do his thing. And I'm going to let you do yours. And I'm going to stay out of it. Admiral there, Sting. Very admiral. I love the fact that you are going to stay out of it and let Darby do his thing. That shows how much you respect Punk, but that also shows how much you respect Darby and how much you believe in Darby. And that, to me, is that speaks volumes coming from Sting. That speaks volumes coming from, you know, a legend like that. That is absolutely huge. And, of course, again, he praises the match. Darby and him have, Darby and CM Punk have another face-to-face, one-on-one, right in each other's face. I'm excited to see this at All Out. I really am. This is the, one of the matches I am looking forward to seeing because I know this is going to be an absolutely incredible match between two great wrestlers who are really going to show what they can do. You've got a veteran in there with Darby Allin who is absolutely incredible. I love him, and I cannot wait to see what him and Punk are going to bring to the table at All Out on September 5th. So now let's go back to 825's AEW. It is the Lucha Bros versus the Varsity Blondes. Whoever wins this match gets to face Jurassic Express at Rampage. Whoever wins that match between Jurassic Express and the winner of this match will go on to face the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships inside a steel cage at All Out on September 5th. This match between the Lucha Brothers and Varsity Blondes is one I'm telling you guys, go on and watch. It is incredible. It is an incredible match. Absolutely fantastic. Really showcases what these two teams are willing to do and how far they're willing to go to get that opportunity at the Bucks. It really, and of course the Bucks are out there watching it. And it's absolutely incredible. It really is. It's a great match. But it leads to the Lucha Brothers defeating the Varsity Blondes to face Jurassic Express at Rampage. Now I'm going to give you guys a little thing. A little taste of Rampage. We get the Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express at Rampage. The winner of that match goes on to face the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships in a steel cage match at All Out on September 5th. This match is absolutely mind-freaking-blowing. The Bucks, again, are out there watching this match and is absolutely incredible on Rampage. One that I highly, I highly recommend that my listeners out there go check out because it is incredible. One of the best tag team matches on Rampage. Absolutely incredible. Fantastic match. And I'm going to let you guys know right now the winner of that match that gets to go on to face the Bucks in a steel cage match for their titles at All Out on September 5th is none other than Ecero, Miero, and Ray Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers. This is going to be a match that you guys do not want to miss. It is at All Out on September 5th, which is, if you're listening now, today. In a steel cage. You can only imagine. 
what is going to happen inside a steel cage when you put the Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. It's going to be a nasty fight, and it's going to be a good one. I promise you, you don't want to miss it. It's on pay-per-view. Wherever you get your pay-per-view at, go get it. Go watch it. You're going to love it. I promise. Well, then we get Jamie Hayter versus Red Velvet. Now, we saw Jamie Hayter appear on Rampage last week, and she took out Red Velvet for Britt Baker. So, we were kind of happy to see Jamie Hayter return, because she'd been gone for a while. And we were wondering where this girl had gotten off to, when now apparently she sided with Britt Baker. And her and Red Velvet had a heck of a match. It's an incredible match, guys. It is absolutely incredible match. One that I promise you, you would love. It's absolutely incredible. It really is. It's a good match, but of course, Jamie Hayter does win that. And then her and her buddies, Britt Baker and Rebel, start beating the heck out of Red Velvet in the middle of the ring. Well, guess what? The number one contender, Chris Statlander, our resident alien, comes out to go at Britt Baker and literally clears the ring. For those of you who are going, wait a minute, she's the number one contender. Does that mean... Yes, it does. At All Out on September 5th, we will see for the AEW Women's Championship, Britt Baker versus the resident alien herself, Chris Statlander. And I'm promising you, this is going to be an amazing match. This is going to be one I highly back up. I highly back up. And I'm already making a prediction on this one. And I know some of you are going to say, I can't believe you're doing this, but I'm already making a prediction. I'm prediction, predicting Britt Baker's going to lose her title to Chris Statlander. I really think... Maybe Britt might have bit off more than she could chew. I would like to think Britt would keep it. I really would. But I'm telling you, I'm already making a prediction for this. Statlander's probably got her. I, I, I would like to hope she wouldn't. But I think Statlander's got it. Now, as for the men's tag team match between the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, I'm going to have to go with the Lucha Brothers. I think because there can be no outside interference, the Bucks are going to have a hard time taking out the Lucha Brothers. I really are because they can't get the Good Brothers to help them. They can't have Kenny come out and help them. They can't get the resident Stooge Brian and Brandon Cutler to help them. I think Tony Khan might have actually got him this time, and I don't think that the, that the Bucks are going to be able to get past the Lucha Brothers. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. But my prediction for that one is the Lucha Brothers. So now we go back to eight, uh, back to nine ones AEW, and Tony Schiavone is talking to MJF, and he tells Tony basically tells him, you know, I don't like you, and you know I don't like you. I don't like you at all, at all. None of us do. It's MJF. It's what he does. MJF is just how MJF is. And he tells Tony, you know, he's a, such a professional. And then he starts talking about how about Chris Jericho, claiming that he, you know. That he can beat Chris Jericho, that he's going to take Chris Jericho's spotlight, that he's going to be the new Chris Jericho. Really, MJ, you really think that anybody is going to think that you're the new Chris Jericho? You're not Chris Jericho. You're not even close, MJF. You're not even there yet. I'm not saying you ain't a good in-ring performer. You're not a great professional wrestler. Oh, yes, you are. MJF is fantastic as a professional wrestler. But in my opinion, he is no Chris Jericho, and he never will be. With that being said, I really hope in my prediction, and I'm hoping my prediction's right, that Chris Jericho defeats MJF. I really hope that I'm right on this one. I really am, because I would love to see him humiliate MJF at All Out. I really would. I would love to see it end with Jericho defeating MJF. I really would. I would be happy with that ending. That, to me, would be a great way to end this feud once and for all. And shut MJF up for good. Well, then we get, of course, next, Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. Matt Hardy has basically, I told you he wasn't going to let that fight before. Between him and Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, Orange punched him, and he's out. Matt Hardy was not going to let that sit sitting. Well, Elevation, apparently, Dark Elevation, him and Orange Cassidy had a confrontation. Orange Cassidy punched him, and his nose got broke. Yes, you heard me right, guys. Matt Hardy's nose got shattered by an orange punch at elevation. So basically, and according to Tony Schiavone and them, his face was, he looked awful. I said his face, when after the match, he looked awful. And you could obviously tell his face was a little swollen, his nose was a little swollen. You could see it. You could see, him. you know, Matt Hardy was not really physically prepared to be there. But of course, he tries to get involved in the match at the beginning and attack Cassidy, but the ref throws him out. 
to where it can be a fair fight between Orange Cassidy and Jack Evans. This is a great match. The thing that I've always said, and for those of you who don't watch AEW, AEW is notorious for whenever it's commercial time to put their matches in picture in picture. That is the best way to watch them. As, as JR likes to call it, restaurant quality picture in picture. That is the best way to watch it because in picture in picture, you never know what's going to happen. If you sit there and watch it, you'll see some amazing you know, things happen. You'll see things turn. You'll see things that you don't see when it goes to commercial on any other promotion. And it's absolutely incredible. Orange Cassidy, in the midst of that picture in picture, defeats Jack Evans. It happens within the picture and picture. Before we even get back from commercial, Orange Cassidy's already defeated Jack Evans. Jack Evans is mad because Jack Evans is like, no, 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 that wasn't a three count. No, 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 he cheated. Jack Evans is trying to get the ref. Ref didn't see what Orange Cassidy did, so the ref calls it as it when the ref's ref call is final. That's how it is. And Jack Evans is mad. He can't understand, you know, what's happening. You know, he's mad. He's absolutely mad. Literally... After that, Matt Hardy comes out again. He tries to attack him again. Here comes Chucky e. T and Yuta Wheeler. They come out there and, you know, just basically start clearing the house. They literally you know, are outnumbered. Here comes Jurassic Express out to help them. It's just a mess. I mean, it's a big old mess. It's going to be interesting to see because, like I said, the Hardy Foundation and the Hardy family is having a real problem with the best friends in Orange Cassidy. And it's going to be interesting to see where this goes and how far this goes and and what could possibly happen, because as you, those of you who may not know, and I'm going to let y'all know, the buy-in for All Out will be Chuck E.T., Yuta Wheeler, and Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy and Private Party. So it's going to be an interesting match. This is going to be interesting to see what happens at the buy-in and what could happen between these two teams because these teams are about to implode. It's about to get nasty, and you can only imagine what is going to happen at the buy-in at All Out. It'll be interesting to see. So now let's rewind back to 825. Apparently we know Dark Order's having some issues. We all saw what happened not too long ago. It was probably about a month ago with Adam Page. Adam Page pretty much can't go after the AEW title as long as Kenny Omega has it. Kind of upsetting because I really think, you know, and they kind of, Dark Order didn't get their shout at the titles. And Page really wanted to do things on his own. And I get that, but Reynolds and Angels and Silver and, you know, all the others wanted to help Page and... Evil Uno kind of stuck his nose where it shouldn't have been and told them no, that they couldn't get involved. Now there's issues within the Dark Order. And we're not quite sure what is going on. The Dark Order seems to be imploding on itself. And I can only imagine right now how Brody Lee, if he was still around, would feel about this. He would already be cracking skulls, getting people back in line, getting things fixed. But I get where Reynolds and the rest of them are coming from. Paige has been so supportive of them, and they want to be supportive of Paige. And I get that. And I understand why they're upset. And I agree with them that Evil Uno should have stayed out of it. But you know how Evil Uno is. He's a stickler to how things should be, how somebody wants things to be. And I kind of am really concerned about what's going to happen with the Dark Order as a whole. I love this faction. I would really hate to see this faction that Brody Lee worked so hard to put together in so quickly because they can't settle their differences. I'm really hoping and praying that maybe this is a hint to what's coming, to what we may see. I'm really hoping that maybe this is a hint to maybe, you know, someone else getting this group in line. And maybe it's Paige. Maybe it's someone else. I don't know. But they've got to get their issues in order because I really like Dark Order. And I'd really hate to see all the work that Brody Lee put into it. For negative one to come back and not have a Dark Order. That to me would be... A little upsetting. So then Tony is out in the ring. And he's interviewing CM Punk. And he says he's like a kid in a candy store. What you know, With all this that's going on. And him being brought back. But like you said I was brought back for one thing. He says I can't. He goes basically he says I, I, I want to face Darby Allen. I want to take on Darby Allen. This is what I want to do. Darby and I have some unfinished business and I want to handle it. And I'm loving this thing with Darby and CM Punk. I really am. When someone comes in and says I want to face Darby Allen and they're a veteran, that's huge. 
If you guys have noticed, since we've been getting people that have come from other promotions, they either want to face Darby or they want to face Cody. And that, to me, speaks volumes as to what kind of wrestling performers these guys are, that the kind of legends these guys are that they want to face someone like Darby or someone like Cody. This speaks volumes, absolute volumes, that this is who they want to face. Lance Archer, Cody. Malachi Black, Cody. CM Punk, Darby Allen. Uh, Daniel Garcia, Darby Allen. Sting comes in to help Darby Allen. This speaks volumes as to how good these people are and how these legends look up to these people that they're coming when they come to AEW. It speaks volumes. It really, really does. And, you know, Tony's trying to talk to him and he tells him, look, I can't hear you, Tony. This crowd might be just a little too loud. And they're, I mean, they're screaming. They're screaming at the top of their lungs. I mean, it's echoing. They are loud. And he goes, look. He goes, I'm just kidding. He goes, he goes, one thing. The roster and the talent. One guy in that back got my attention. And that's the man I decided I wanted to face at All Out. And that's Darby Allen." He says, but can CM Punk still go the distance? Can he still take on Darby Allen? Does he still have what it takes? My opinion, CM Punk's got what it takes. CM Punk is going to give Darby Allen a run for his money. This is going to be a killer matchup. It's going to be a match that will be talked about for weeks. It will be a match that every wrestling sportscaster and every wrestling fan will be tuned in to watch, whether they're watching it via live on pay-per-view or they're watching it via, you're watching it off, you know, whatever sportscasting thing you get it from, the results, they're going to be glued to this. This is going to be something that I promise you guys, you're not going to miss, want to miss. And I promise you, I will cover it. I will cover it. You're not going to miss a thing. It is going to be absolutely incredible. I am looking forward to this match. So then we get a trios tag team match. Darby Allen, Sting, and John Moxley, Eddie Kingston comes out with him, versus James Drake, Ryan Nesmith, and Cesar Benoni. This is an interesting fight. Of course, Peter Avalon is out there with them. This is an interesting fight because this is something different compared to Garcia in 2.0. I like this. I like this little feud. I like this little fight. It's something that we, you know, we've seen on Elevation and on Dark. So I kind of like it. I think it's a very interesting match. I think it's a very interesting idea. And I loved it. It was an incredible match, guys. Absolutely incredible match. If you want to see it, go on your social media and check it out. Go on AEW's YouTube. It is absolutely an amazing match. I mean, absolutely incredible match. Of course, Darby Allen, Moxley, and Eddie Kingston win this match. They win it. But then, of course, again, 2.0 and Garcia come out and take out Darby Allen again. Can Garcia not quit? Has he not learned? Quit while you're ahead. Darby keeps beating you. You think you would learn your lesson? No, you just can't stop. And if it isn't Darby, it's Moxley. You just don't get it, do you? You can't win. Quit while you're ahead. I don't get it. I just don't get his determination to take these guys out. I really don't. I don't understand it. Well, then we get, of course, back to 9-1. We have JR in the ring, and he's with Chris Jericho. We know JR's, good old JR's, relationship with Chris Jericho back since WCW days. We know how close these two are as friends. We know how tight they are. And JR is really, really, really upset. And so are we with Chris Jericho's decision to put his career on the line against MJF and one final match it all out. It's kind of really bugging not just us, but JR too. And, you know, he has the mic and, you know, he welcomes first Chicago. And Jericho comes out. He goes, I've always wanted to say this, and I love it. Welcome to Chicago is Jericho. I absolutely love it. Classic, back to the old days. I love it. I love it. He goes, I always wanted to do that. And so JR asks him, why did you select this step? Why? And he, he says, look, he called, first calls MJ a piece of, you know what, I'm not going to repeat it. It's not something I really don't like repeating. It's not a word I like saying, but you know what he called it. And he tells him, look, 
It's common knowledge. When Tony basically in the back, Tony Schiavone's on the freaking thing, and when he calls MJF, this Tony Schiavone, you hear him on commentary go, "Yeah, it's common knowledge. We know what he is. We know what he is." <laughs> love you, Tony. Absolutely love you. It's common knowledge. Well, then he says he just can't let losing go. Tonight is the 100th episode of AEW Dynamite, and no one ever thought it would get this far. It is the hottest wrestling company today. And it really is. It's huge. It's actually absolutely exploded. Not like what they thought it was going to do. It's literally just took the heck off. Its fan base just keeps growing and growing and growing. It's huge right now. He says he can't keep going knowing MJF beat him. He just can't. He wants to do this one more time. And if going to, the, to take him out of the ring, then so be it. At least, you know, he gets an opportunity to face him one more time. I don't want Jericho going to commentary. I really don't. I, I'm with JR. I don't want him going to commentary. I don't want Jericho leaving the ring. I want Jericho in the ring until he's ready to retire on his own terms. I want to see him every Wednesday night, possibly every Friday night, doing what he does, every pay-per-view, doing what he does. That's what I want to see. This step concerns me. The step really, really concerns me, and I'm with JR. It really concerns me. It concerns me that MJF and him wouldn't even agree to this kind of a step. It bugs me. I'm not quite sure, but like I said, I made a prediction. I'm really hoping that my prediction is true that Jericho can beat MJF and can go on to do what he does. I'm really hoping that's the case. Could there be a problem with maybe, you know, Wardlow? Could there be a problem maybe with FTR? Could there be a problem with Tully Blanchard? Could there be a problem with the chairman, Sean Spears? Yes, there could. But there also could be, of course, Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, Santana and Ortiz. The, for every action, there's always another action to follow. So if any of the Pentacle gets involved in this match and does not make it a fair fight between him and MJF, I have a feeling inner circle's not going to let it stand. They're just not going to let it stand. Do I see MJF possibly trying to use that diamond ring of his? Oh, yeah. But I have a sneaking suspicion the ref for this match is going to be the ref that's for every match for Jericho. And I'm talking about good old sweet Aubrey Edwards. I have a feeling she's not going to let this go the way MJ wants it to go. Aubrey's going to make sure there's no cheating involved. She's going to make sure this is a clean fight between the two of them. I love Aubrey. I love her as a as a ref, and I love seeing her in Jericho's matches. I really do. Her and Jericho's interaction together is incredible. I love her, and I really, really hope that she is the ref for this match, and she really makes sure that this is a fair fight between MJF and Jericho. I really do, and I'm with JR on this. I'm not happy with this sip at all. So then we get Hobbs with Hook, who comes out with him, versus Brian Cage. This has been building up. This has been building up for a while. Ricky Starks and Team Taz have really pushed Brian Cage to his breaking point, and this is not going to turn out well for Hobbs, I've been waiting for this fight for a while, and it is a good fight. But the way it ends, typical Team Taz move. Hobbs does win because Ricky Starks attacks Brian Cage with the FTW Championship. It's not going to turn out well for Ricky Starks. It's a matter of time before Cage gets his hands on him. It's a matter of time before Cage tears him apart. It's just a matter of time and when it's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see what happens involving this. We also, let's go back to 824. We have also found out that there is going to be, or 825, we also found out that there is going to be a 21 women's casino battle royale at all out. 21 women from AEW roster, possibly Impact. We could also see NWA. We could see, you know, your other women. From New Japan, we could see a lot of different, but 21 women coming to the fight in a casino battle royal match. The winner of that match will go on to face, at any point, Britt Baker or Chris Statlander for the AEW Women's Championship. This battle royal is going to be interesting. This is a really good way to showcase the women's division. I like it. Normally, at All Out, they have a casino battle royale with the men. I love that Tony Khan changed it up this time and gave the women a chance to shine. Shout out to Tony Khan. I absolutely love you, man. You're amazing. And to put these women in this, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm looking forward to it. 
Well, here comes Kenny Omega, and he's here to talk to Tony. And, of course, here comes that stooge, Don Callis, with him. Don calls out Christian Cage, and, of course, Christian appears, and Kenny is still claiming that he's better than Christian. Don Callis is claiming that he's just as good, if not better, than any promoter in uh, any promotion anywhere. That includes WWE. That includes Vince McMahon, which he actually put... Vince McMahon's name actually came out of Don Callis' mouth. I was in shock. I was absolutely in shock that he used Vince McMahon's name. Vince McMahon came out of Don Callis' mouth, and I had to smile. I had to grin. Another cheap shot at WWE. I love it. Absolute cheap shot. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But then they turn around and they attack Christian Cage. And AEW's own personal ninja, Frankie Kazarian, comes out there and literally gets into the fight. It's an absolutely crazy, crazy match. Absolutely crazy match. I can only imagine what's going to happen between Christian Cage and Kenny Omega for the AEW title. I can only imagine what's going to happen at All Out. This is going to get nasty. Absolutely nasty. And I got to give a shout out to Don Callis for, for letting Vince McMahon's mouth, name slip out of his mouth. I loved it. I absolutely grinned like a Cheshire cat. I loved it. Absolutely interesting to see him claim that he's better than Vince McMahon. I loved it. It was great. It was fantastic. Absolutely great. Now, Moxley. We all been wondering who Moxley was going to face at All Out. We were curious. We know that he's called out Tana, who is the IWGP United States Champion. We were kind of hoping that might be who he faces at All Out. But now we've been told otherwise. We've been told that Kojima is going to be coming from New Japan Pro Wrestling to face John Moxley at All Out. This could get interesting. When these two get into a ring back in New Japan, oh my, it gets nasty and it gets ugly. So you can only imagine how good this match is going to be. If you've not seen their matches in New Japan, go look them up on social media. They're absolutely incredible fights. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens with these two. Now let's fast forward to AEW for 9-1. Here comes QT Marshall. And he's going to call out Paul White. And, of course, Paul White comes out. The factory's there along with uh, Nick Comarado, Aaron Solo, and a couple of new people that we've never seen. And they're standing in the ring. And we all know QT and Paul White are going to face each other at All Out. And it's going to be a nasty fight between these two. QT's been running his mouth. And Paul White has, you know, has a fist with his name on it. It's going to be interesting to see. But... We know what happened. We've seen it happen. The gun club comes out to clear the ring and help make sure that QT doesn't do anything stupid. Props to the gun club. Gotta give Billy Gunn and then props. But then what happens next? I never saw coming. The gun club, who are the nightmare, part of the nightmare family, which we all know Paul White supports the nightmare family and Cody Rhodes and all them, they turn on Paul White. And attack him with chairs. Taking him out. I never saw this. QT is absolutely in shock. Because QT didn't even see this coming either. He never saw this in a million years. And neither did I. I was absolutely in shock. And guys you can go back on your social media and watch this. This is unbelievable. This is absolutely unbelievable. I never saw the gun club ever turning on the nightmare family. Never in a million years would I have thought that. Would I have even thunk it. And they did. And I'm shocked, and I can only imagine what Paul White thinks right now. I can only imagine how he's thinking. I'm probably he, really sure he is steaming right now. And I can only imagine what's going to happen at All Out when he comes out there to face QT. I can only imagine. And the fact that they turned on the Nightmare family for the factory, I just don't see Billy Gunn doing that to Cody Rhodes. I just don't. But apparently, he seems to think so. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens. We get, of course, Britt Baker, who has claimed all day that a free agent has signed to AEW. And we're all scratching our heads going, hmm, who could it be? We know a lot of free agents out there right now that are Roman trying to get into AEW. Well, Britt Baker lets us, lets us know it's her. She has signed a long, long contract with AEW. 
Oh, God. Really, Britt? You made a big deal out of nothing? The fact that you... We already knew you were there. We didn't really care. We thought it might be somebody big like Adam Cole, baby. Or someone like that. No. She lets us know it's her. Totally disappointed. Not very happy about that. Well, then we get Penelope Ford, because this stemmed over from AEW Dark Elevation. Penelope Ford with the bunny versus Ty Conte. This is an incredible feud. We know what's been going on with the Bunny and Penelope before. They've kind of formed this little friendship, this little bond. And Ty Conte seems to be a little outnumbered. And I kind of feel sorry for Ty because she's really, really trying, bless her heart. And it's a good match. It really is. It's an incredible match. But it ends with a shocker because Ty Conte defeats Penelope Ford. Never saw that one coming. Britt Bunny, I'm telling you right now, Bunny tried to interfere. She really did. She tried to interfere. And Ty Ty was not having it. Ty defeated her. But what happens after it? Absolutely shocker. She, of course, Ty Conte win. Wins that match. Bunny and Penelope Ford get in there and start attacking Ty. Ty is completely outnumbered. She has nobody to come help her when all of a sudden you hear across the screen, join the Dark Order. And out comes our long-lost best friend, Anna Jay! She is back! She comes out and takes out Penelope Ford and the bunny. And it's also let us know that Anna Jay is going to be in the 21 Women's Battle Royale to determine who's going to be the next number one contender for the AEW Women's Championship. I was so excited to see Anna Jay. I was happy to see her back. She hugged Ty. I was thrilled. I, was, I love Anna Jay. Absolutely love her, and I was excited to see her return. I really was. I was so excited. Now we move on to the main event for eight. 25 guys this is the main event for 825 it is malachi black versus brock anderson with arn anderson out there with him guys i was concerned i'm like tony i was concerned for this kid he's going against a man who is absolutely ruthless a man who is absolutely on a tirade going through the Nightmare family right now. Absolutely on a tirade. Malachi Black has been dominating in AEW. Absolutely loving this man. And everything that he is doing in AEW right now. He is just literally on fire. And Brock Anderson thinks he's going to go against him and be able to beat him. Arn tries to talk him out of it. Tony tries to talk him out of it. Everybody tries to talk him out of it. Brock's deter determined to get in that ring and try to face him. And it's a hell of a match. It really is. It is a hell of a match. But Malachi Black does win that match. And he has a steel chair. And he kicks him between the legs. Hits not only Brock Anderson, but he also hits Arn Anderson with that chair. And goes to hit him again. And out of nowhere comes Shoddy Lee Johnson to come and try to save the Nightmare family. He comes in. Malachi Black rolls out. Warns him, you should not have stepped into my, into my ring, boy. You should not. Going to be interesting to see what happens between Malachi Black and Lee Johnson. It's going to be an interesting fight. It really is going to be interesting to see. So then we move on back to a 9-1 and the main event for 9-1's AEW Dynamite. An eight-man tag team match. The Elite versus Jurassic Express and the Lucha Brothers. I told you this one was going to be interesting. This one was going to be a good match because you've got everybody in there except for Christian Cage. And it's going to be really interesting to see. And it is. It's a good match. It is a really, really, really good match. And if you look up above you and all, you need to go check this out on social media. The steel cage that they will be, because they're in Chicago, the steel cage that they're going to be fighting in for the tag titles is hanging above the ring. Of course, Don Callis, the Stooge, is on commentary. Of course, the Stooge, Brian Cutler, is out there with his little aerosol spray can. We all saw it coming. The Elite wins the match. But what happens after the match? absolutely utterly shocking and i'm telling you if you it's not for the faint of heart it really isn't because they tacked him kenny omega comes out and wipes out everyone christian cage comes out to try to help him and christian gets wiped out kenny then starts talking about oh he loved the uh you know the uh meeting with tony khan this morning he loved the whole thing about the video game but tony khan you shouldn't leave your personal stuff just lying around he goes don callis you have the keys to the cage. Lower the cage. I can only imagine Tony Khan. 
He's back there fuming. You know he is. You know he is back there with steam coming out of them ears. He is fuming. The cage comes down. They're trapped. They handcuff Ray Phoenix and the El Cedro Miedo Pinta. They literally... Tony Khan sends Dante Martin. He sends Orange Cassidy. He sends everybody. They're taking everybody out. There is no getting up that steel cage. Brian, Brian Cutler, Brian, Brandon Cutler, spraying them with that Dan's aerosol can. They can't get in. The Lucha Brothers can't get out. Kenny Omega destroys Christian Cage with a one-winged angel. It is ugly. It is nasty. It is a heck of a way to end the AEW Dynamite before all out. You can only imagine... Right now, what is going through Tony Khan's mind after what happened at Dynamite and what he's going to be able to do to keep Kenny Omega's little stooges from getting involved in this match with Christian Cage. You can only imagine whether he brings Scott Demore into this. We don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see how he combats what Kenny did, him and Don Callis did, on AEW Dynamite. It's going to be interesting to find out. So now, let's move on to Impact for 826 and Impact for 9-2. Impact for 926 starts out with a singles match. Chris Saban versus Sammy Callahan. We knew this was going to happen. Because of what Sammy Callahan did to Chris Saban last week, we knew this was going to happen. We knew these two were going to feud, and it's a hell of a fight. It is a hell of a fight. Got to give props to Chris Saban where, where props is due. It is an excellent fight. It's an incredible fight. Saban does win that match. But then Moose comes in and attacks both Saban and Callahan. And as bad as Moose is about to take out Callahan, that's when Eddie Edwards comes in and clears the ring. What is going on with Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan? I'm trying to figure that one out. I'm still scratching my head on that one exactly as to what's going on with those two. And, I mean, they, they can't stand each other. They don't like each other, so why are they helping each other out? Interesting. This is interesting. I'm wondering what Impact's doing with this. It's going to be interesting to see what Scott DeMore can come up with and what's going to happen between Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. going to be interesting. So then Eddie gets stopped and asks, why did he help? Callahan. Callahan also wants to know. He comes up and goes, why'd you help me? You, we, well, I don't like you and you don't like me, so why the heck did you get involved? And Eddie Edwards tells him, look, you helped me, so I returned the favor, and now we're even. And after this, we're done. Don't come help me anymore. Don't get involved. Don't, don't, even, don't even get involved in a match. Don't come help me no more. Don't try to save me. I'm done. Eddie Edwards walks off and says, Callahan goes, wait, what? No hug? I love it. I absolutely love this thing with Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm waiting to see what's going to happen next between these two because I'm, I just love that. What? No hug? I love it. I love the sarcasm. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with these two. Now, fast forward to nine two's impact. Tennille, Madison, and Caleb with the K versus Tyler Wilde, Jordana Grace, and Rachel Early. This is a good match, guys. This is an incredible match that I highly recommend you guys go watch. It is an amazing match. Absolutely a killer match, and I absolutely love it. Of course, Taylor Wilde, Rachel Erling, and Jordana Grace do win that match. It's an incredible match, guys. It's one you definitely do not want to miss, and I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It's great. It's incredible. So then we move on to Crazy Steve and Black Taurus versus No Way Jose and Faha Baha. This is an interesting match, too, because everybody loves Decay right now. Everybody, I mean, every Impact Wrestling fan, we're loving Decay right now. We are absolutely loving Decay. Rosemary, Havoc, Crazy Steve, Black Taurus, we love you guys. We absolutely love you. And you can tell because you hear the Decay chants through the entire Impact Zone. You hear it. It's absolutely incredible. It is a great match. It is a fantastic match. Of course, Crazy Steve and Black Taurus get that win. But it's an incredible match, and it's an incredible fight. I absolutely love it, and I highly recommend you go check it out. So then we fast forward, rewind back to 826. Mickey James is here from NWA. And she's here to talk about Empower. She's talking about Deanna Parazzi, and of course here comes Deanna, because of course Mickey James said something, and Deanna wasn't going to have her talk about her without her being present in the ring. Gotta give Deanna Parazzi, you know, Parazzo, a, a, you know, a shout out. That girl deserves to be there. There, what she's got to say, and of course, so does come the drama king. 
He comes with her. We knew that was going to happen. He's been with her for a while. And Deanna says she is excited. She makes, you know, fun of Melina. And she brings up defe defeating Melina and empowered, getting her to tap out. She brings that up. She says, but, Mickey James, I'm going to let you know right now. I watch, I'm watching Emergence, and you didn't beat Melina. Mickey tells her, you didn't beat Melina. You didn't beat her at all. Matt, the drama king, Matt Renault, beat Melina, not you. You were not involved in this whatsoever. You did not beat Melina. She did at Emergence, not you, him. And Deanna's not happy with that. So she takes out Mickey James because she's not happy with what came out of Mickey James' mouth. The truth hurts, doesn't it, Deanna? It hurts really bad, doesn't it? It really hurts. Well, Trey Miguel ain't having none of it. He jumps in and helps her out, and so does Melina. Now Deanna and Matt are getting the heck out of there because they know the numbers game has got them. They are seriously outnumbered. They can't take on take take them on. They're getting out of there. Interesting to see what's going to happen with Deanna Parazzi, Mickey James, Matt Renata, Ty, uh, Trey Miguel, and Melina. It's going to be interesting to see. I like this little pairing with Impact and NWA. I'm really liking it. It's getting really interesting to see NWA playing a part in this. I'm really looking forward to it. So Myers is trying to tell us all how to be professional wrestlers. You know, he's trying to teach Sam Bibb. Feel how to be a professional wrestler by cutting your shirt, how to cut it properly. Uh, Myers is killing me. He's absolutely killing me right now, guys. You have to go on there and watch this segment. It's absolutely hilarious. It's something I'm telling you, you're going to laugh at. It's absolutely, it's laughable. It's so funny. It's uh, That's all I'm going to say about it is it's so funny. But let's skip on. Let's go back to Impact for 9-2. X Division Open Challenge. Josh Alexander has laid out a challenge to whoever from the X Division wants to face him for his X Division title. Who comes out? Jake Chris. For those of you who have never seen this man, this man is an absolute monster in the X Division. He is dangerous, armed and very dangerous. And now he's in this, ooh, it's getting, it's, it's getting nasty. It's going to get nasty. And this is a heck of a fight. Josh Alexander, he gives him run for his money. He really pushes Josh Alexander to his limits. But Josh Alexander comes out winning the X Division, retaining his X Division championship. He's standing in the ring and, you know, he's kind of wondering, you know, who am I going to face next? Who am I going to deal with? Well, Chris Saban comes out to answer the call. I love Chris Saban. I do. Saban is one of the best uh, former X Division champions we have ever seen. He is absolutely incredible. And Josh Alexander's talking about carving out his legacy, you know, being, you know, this great X Division champ. Well, Chris Saban's thinking, who better than for you to go against than me? The X Division champion of all time. Who better to go against? And he literally cuts a killer promo. You guys are going to go check out Chris Saban's promo. It is absolutely incredible. He lays it out on, all out on the line for Josh Alexander and then throws out a challenge. Why don't you put that title on the line at Victory Row, Road and you and I go head to head? Says, don't think about it just quite yet. You know, ponder it a little bit and you give me an answer. Well, guess what? Josh Alexander doesn't even have to wait. He puts his hand out and shakes Chris Saban's hand. So we're going to have at Victory Road for the X Division Championship, Chris Saban versus Josh Alexander. This is going to be one I highly recommend you don't miss because this is going to be absolutely an incredible match. It is going to, I love Chris Saban. I love everything about Saban. He is absolutely incredible. And I can only imagine what him and Josh Alexander are going to do to each other. It's, it's going to be incredible. It's really going to be incredible. Well, Moose is on his way to the ring. And he is, you know, mad about what happened. And he says he has a problem with Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. He calls out Eddie. And so Eddie comes out. Moose starts beating the heck out of Eddie Edwards. I mean, beating the heck out of him. I mean, Eddie Edwards stands no chance against Moose. And then M.W. And then W. Morrissey comes out there, sticks his nose where it doesn't belong, 
we have noticed that Moose and Morrissey are kind of have common enemy here with Callahan and Edwards. So I kind of see that coming. He beats the heck, they both beat the heck out of Edwards. We're all waiting for Sammy Callahan to come out. We're all waiting for Callahan to come out and say, Daddy, he never comes out. We never see a Sammy Callahan. Callahan was told by Eddie Edwards, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. I was half expecting to see Sammy Callahan come out, but he doesn't. And I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked that he didn't come out. I was completely and absolutely shocked. I don't know what's going on with Callahan and Edwards, but I'm interested to find out if he's finally going to come out and help Eddie Edwards with his problem with Moose and Morrissey. Because it's not looking good at Victory Road if they have if there ends up being a fight. If Edwards doesn't have Callahan in his corner, it could get really ugly between those two. Well, now we go back, all the way back to 826's Impact. And, of course, we have Chris Bay, Bullet Club Chris Bay, versus David Finley. Who didn't see this coming? After what happened with Juice Robinson last week, and we all know what happened with Juice Robinson last week. We all know who took out Juice Robinson. We ain't stupid. We know. We know exactly what happened. It's Chris Bay versus David Finley. And this is a dang good match. This really is. This is a really good match between David Finley and Chris Bay. And you're back and forth not quite sure who's going to win. You're rooting for both sides. I was rooting for Chris Bay the whole way. I was like, come on, Bay. You've got this. You've got this. You can beat David Finley. It's not that hard to beat him. Chris Bay does beat him. Chris Bay beats him. I can only imagine right now what Jay White is doing. He is laughing his ass off. I know he is. That David Finley lost to Chris Bay. I can only imagine Jay White. I can hear him now laughing at David Finley. <laughs> My boy got one up on you. <laughs> I can only imagine. Is I'm pretty sure Jay, that Jay is laughing so hard he fell out of his chair. I can guarantee you he is. So then Christian Cage has now entered the impact zone. He's talking about Ace Austin because we all know Ace Austin won, so he gets to face Christian at Victory Row for the Impact title. And, of course, Tommy Dreamer comes out, and we know the history between Tommy Dreamer and Christian. They have a very interesting friendship from way back when. They were still friends to this day. Their friendship has been stronger than ever. I love it. And he comes out, and Christian, of course, asks him, what's up with your hair? And he goes, look. I've come to talk to you. What you did for Impact when Don was here, I can't, I can't, I can't thank you enough for what you've done. You've done so much for Impact, and you know I, I, I've done everything I can for Impact Christian. You came in and you changed it. You changed the game. You took out Kenny Omega. You got the Impact title back. You have done so much in this short period of time for Impact, and I can't thank you enough for what you've done for saving Impact, for helping Impact Scott Demore and all of us. We can't thank you enough. We really, really can't. And he tells him, look, he's praising Christian, telling him how wonderful he is. And he goes, look, I want to wrestle you one more time. One more time, I want to wrestle you. But I want to wrestle you for that. And he types at the impact title. Christian gets a smile on his face. He likes the idea of facing Tommy Dreamer. He thinks it'd be, and I think it'd be a great matchup. But of course, Ace Austin doesn't seem to think so. And he comes out. With Madman Fulton. And he claims that he'll beat Christian at Victory Road. Madman Fulton and Ace Austin try to attack Dreamer. Cage comes in. They take him out. Clear the ring. Ace Austin isn't happy about it. Madman Fulton's happy about it. Tommy Dreamer shook his eyes where it didn't belong. He goes crying to Scott Demore, Claiming that he wants Dreamer next week. If Dreamer can beat him. Ace Austin is informed. That not only will. Ace being the title shot for the Impact World title at Victory Road. But he will add Tommy Dreamer to the card. And it'll be Tommy Dreamer versus Christian versus Ace Austin for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Ace doesn't like it. Triple threat. He does not like the idea of a triple threat. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't be happy to have to be involved in a triple threat. I really wouldn't. And I get where he's coming from. I absolutely do. I really, really do. I, it, 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 it boggles the mind. So let's fast forward to 9-2. We all know what's been going on, apparently, with Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. They seem to be having a problem with Rohit Raju 
and She-Ra. And I'm not quite sure what it was, so Chelsea laid down a challenge for a tag, for a tag team match with her and Matt Cardona versus She-Ra and Rohit Raju. Have you lost your mind, girl? Shiro will tear you apart. Have you lost your mind? So here we are with a tag team match. Rohit Raju and Shira versus Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. And I'm telling you right now, exactly what I said he was going to do, he did. He absolutely, him and Rohit tore Chelsea Green apart. They, she stood no chance against these boys. No chance. As you can figure out, Rohit Raju and Shira did defeat Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. Who didn't see that coming? I don't even know why she opened her mouth and stuck it where it didn't need to be. She should have stayed in the back and let Matt Cardona do what Matt Cardona do. But no, she had to challenge Shira, which was the dumbest thing she could have ever done to start with. You don't challenge Shira. You just don't. That's stupid and dumb. So then we go with the Good Brothers. They're making their way to the ring. And they're basically making fun of Willie Mack and Ritz Schwann. They, you know, they're mad that, you know, they're like, hey, you guys get a shot at our titles? Really? You guys really think you can? Seriously? Well, we all know what happened last week, and I will be informing you guys what happened last week with these two tag teams here in just a few minutes. But they're making fun of them, saying, oh, y'all are in y'all's hospital beds. You can't even get up, blah, blah, blah. Well, Swan ain't having it, comes out with a chair and starts taking them out. Security has to come in there and break up the Good Brothers from Swan, and Swan's ready to tear him apart. Swan wants his hands on Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows for what they did to him and Willie Mack. He is pissed, and he's swinging for the fences. So you can only imagine what is going to happen between those two, those two tag teams. You can only imagine what is going to happen at Victory Road. Back to 826. Tyler Wild versus Tennille Dashwood with Madison in and Caleb with a K in her corner. It's a three-on-one handicap match, and this is a great match. It really is. It's a great match. It's a fantastic match. Of course, Tennille wins that match. Her and Madison. Absolutely incredible match. Madison and Caleb, you know, they're celebrating. They're so happy. They start attacking Tyler Taylor Wild. And here comes Jordana Grace and Rachel Early. Hence why on 9-2, they had a match with them because they attacked Tyler the week before. Who didn't see that coming? Who did not see that coming? Tennille, you had it coming. You had it coming. Now we go on to what I was explaining to you guys about. The main event for 826. Willie Mack and Rich Swan versus the Good Brothers. If they can defeat the Good Brothers, they get a shot at the tag team titles of Victory Road. This is an incredible match. This is an incredible tag team match. It is absolutely mind-blowing. It is such a good tag team match. And, of course, it ends with Rich Swan and Willie Mack getting the win. Shout out to my boys. They pinned the Good Brothers. Way to go. The Good Brothers weren't going to let that sand. And they literally start attacking and beating the heck out of Swan. Willie Mack tries to make the save. The Good Brothers take him out. They bring, beat him with chairs. They beat him with everything. Then they bring out a table, take out Swan, and then they put Willie Mack through that exact table they brought out. Impact for 826 got crazy. It got absolutely and utterly crazy. And now you understand why Swan was mad. Now you understand why. So let's go to 9-2 in their main event. Ace Austin with Madman Fulton versus Tommy Dreamer. If Tommy Dreamer can beat Ace Austin, he will be added to the Impact title picture in a triple threat match at Victory Road. This is an incredible match. Tommy Dreamer really shows what he can do. And Ace Austin shows, I've said Ace Austin is an incredible competitor, and he is. He's absolutely amazing. Ace Austin does a fantastic job. It's an incredible match. It's one that I highly recommend you guys go check out. It is amazing, but it ends with Ace Austin defeating Tommy Dreamer. So now we know it's going to be Ace Austin versus Christian Cage for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship at Victory Road going to be interesting to see how they set up Victory Road. And for those of you who don't know, Victory Road is coming up. It is Impact's next pay-per-view. It's going to be a big one, but not as big as the one in October. Guys, in October, we have Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory is going to have seven, you heard me correctly, seven promotions. AEW, CLLM, Lucha Underground, Impact. 
New Japan Pro Wrestling, possibly ROH if they can get ROH to sign. ROH has not made a decision yet. And then NWA. This is going to be a huge pay-per-view, guys, in October that you guys don't want to miss. You can imagine the dream matches. You can imagine the things that they're going to be setting up after All Out and after Victory Road. You can only imagine what this is going to be like. This is going to be incredible. We are going to see some incredible matchups. We see some incredible competitors from all seven brands. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a one that I highly recommend you guys don't miss in October. Again, that's bound for glory. Do not miss it. It's going to be amazing. Again, guys, I want to thank y'all so much for listening. Because without you guys, there would be no me. Get the word out about this podcast. Tell your friends. Tell everyone to check this podcast out. Because the more people we get, the more voices are heard, the more we get to enjoy things. Guys, I'm going to tell you one thing before I sign off and tell you guys goodbye for two for these for this next two weeks. All Out is going to be incredible. It is going to be an incredible match that I highly recommend you guys go check out. It's on pay-per-view. It's on BleacherReport.com and Fight TV or anywhere that you get your pay-per-views at. If you cannot watch it live on television, get on BleacherReport.com, Sports King. Get on anywhere that you can follow the results and find out what's going to happen because I'm telling you, All Out is going to be an incredible pay-per-view that you guys don't want to miss. And you never know who might show up. You never know who might make an appearance. It's going to be interesting to see what happens at All Out. So don't miss out on it, guys. Don't miss out on it. But I will have it covered if you do. So don't miss out. Again, follow me on my social media. Give me a shout out. Whatever you guys want to talk about. Does not have to be AEW. It can be anything wrestling wise. We can talk about it. I would love to hear you guys' opinions on things. I love getting your feedback. I love hearing from you guys. So I would love to hear from you. On my social media, at my Facebook, on my Twitter, at Wrestling Nights, Nights Ending with a Z, and on my Instagram, at In the Ring with Brandy. And again, guys, I want to thank y'all so much for listening, because like I said, without you guys, there would be no me. I'll see you guys in two weeks with all the wrestling action that goes on from All Out up to Impact. Cannot wait to tell you guys about it. Don't miss out. So we'll see you guys in two weeks, and we'll see you next time with more wrestling action. Have a great night. See you in two weeks.